Hello and welcome to the Landmark Theatre's Q&A podcast. In this episode, actors Molly Shannon, Amy Simetz, and Susan Ziegler speak to Director of Programming at the Sundance Film Festival, Kim Yutani, about their film, Wild Nights with Emily. This Q&A was recorded at the Landmark in Los Angeles on the film's opening weekend. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Kim Yutani, and I am the Director of Programming of the Sundance Film Festival. And... Um, I will be moderating the Q&A today, or tonight. Um, thank you all for staying, and I would like to bring up um, the actresses that you just saw. Um, I'll first introduce to you um, uh, the actress who played uh, Susan. Please welcome Susan Ziegler. Um, and then who pl- uh, the actress who played Mabel Todd, please welcome Amy Simetz. <laughs> welcome Amy. And finally, of course, um, somebody who needs almost no introduction, uh, please welcome Molly Shannon who played Emily Dickinson. <laughs> So great to see all of you. Um, I guess I just want to start off by saying that um, it's really meaningful for me to be here to do this Q&A. Um, because even though um, we didn't show this film at Sundance, it wasn't ready. Um, I've been a fan of the filmmaker Madeline Olnick for many, many years. We've shown pretty much every single one of her films at Sundance. Um, and. And I think this is, I have to say that I think this is my favorite film of hers. I think that it, it is her strongest film. It is sort of the, the culmination of all of her work in, in one really beautiful piece. So um, I'll just stop by saying that. <laughs> um, and I, since we don't have Madeline here, uh, there's usually something that Madeline says about the film. Um, kind of the genesis of it and, and more of the the kind of research part of it. I'm wondering if, if any of you can, can talk about that first before we dig into more. Um, well, she worked very closely with the scholar Martha Nell Smith, who researched Emily Dickinson for her thesis. And um, so I think... Um, what Martha noticed in her when she first started researching was that there were all these letters that she'd submitted to Higginson, but then there were many, many more submitted to Susan. So that's initially what, where she was like, wait a minute, there's, you know, and then um, really started looking into that. And, um, but Martha, I actually had dinner with her last night and she was saying that she spoke to people in Amherst where she was doing her research and there was a very like, you know, don't touch that. Because she kind of said what she was heading toward, what she was thinking, that Emily Dickinson was a lesbian. And I guess the the, um, the woman said, be careful, you know, like, you know, watch yourself with your research. <laughs> be careful, like that. <laughs> Which is really interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. 
keeping it so secret. Yeah. Yeah. And just um, also, you know, Madeline talks a lot about. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline talks about the erasures um, yeah. of of and maybe. I don't know. Can you tell tell us more about that? Um, well, I think w with this, uh, do you want sure? To yeah. I was obsessed with Emily Dickinson <laughs> when I was in college, mm -hmm. and when Madeline, I've known Madeline for years because I, our shorts played at festivals. I'm a director as well, and so our shorts played at festivals, and she one day was like, "I'm going to put you in a movie one day," and I'm like, "Okay, but I'm directing," and then. Um, and then she she came to me with a project and she was like, I'm gonna I want to put you in an Emily Dickinson movie and I started quoting Emily Dickinson and she was like, You're not playing Emily Dickinson. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, never mind. She was like, Molly Shannon is and then I was like, Well that's even better, okay. But uh and then and so, but then she was like, but you're playing Mabel Todd, who is the reason we know who Emily Dickinson is. Mm -hmm. And and you have to think about the period of time when when these women were existing. And I think it's 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 off it's it's awful, but we have to think about we, we always have to contextualize history in general of like motivations and human beings and their motivations of of putting things forward. So Mabel Todd was 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 trying to bring Emily Dickinson's poems forward, but she also understood that there we lived in a time where shock uh, women on women wasn't accepted, and and then and then also trying to spin that in a way that people would accept it, and so she was like this this uh, she would spin this she spun this narrative of not just that uh, these love poems, you know, like uh, masculinizing some of the feminine elements in these poems, but also this narrative that she never wanted her poems to be published. It'd be so crass for a woman to want her words out there. Mm -hmm. yeah, why would we? <laughs> Um, you know, so, so, but, but at the same time, she, she was this PR, we are, there's a, there's a, she also is an important figure in feminine history who also was the reason that we know who Emily Dickinson is. So it's very complicated in a way. Which it really is. But she had to make up that story that Emily Dickinson didn't want to see anyone because it wouldn't make sense if she only didn't want to see Mabel. So she made it that she didn't want to see anyone. Yeah, <coughs> because right? who wouldn't want to see Mabel? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Amy, you talked a little bit about how you came to the project. Susan, you have been a longtime collaborator of with Madeline, and um, uh, tell us more about how you came to make this film with her. Uh, kind of by surprise. Uh, <laughs> I've known Madeline for decades uh, since college, and we've worked together. She was a playwright, and in a lot of her plays, and um, just, uh, I've been in her, uh, like three of her other films and stuff, we worked a lot together, and then um, I knew she had written this play, Wild Nights with Emily, um, and uh, she just asked me whether or not I wanted to, I was like, yeah, of course I wanna <laughs> play Susan Dickinson, but, mm -hmm. 
I didn't really realize how much of a soap opera it basically is. I mean, it's like, it's so, it's like you can't make it up, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's all true and, um, so, um, yeah, that's usually what Madeline does with me. She calls me up and says, oh, I'm going to make this film, you know, do you want to just do this part or something? I really don't, I just trust her so much mm -hmm. that I, a lot of times, well, most of the time, all the time, actually, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't really know what I'm saying yes to when I say yes, but mm -hmm. she's that type of director who I trust her storytelling and, uh, she could literally make me do anything, but it's a good thing she's not here. To <laughs> I think she has made you do. Yes, I think anything. she has. <laughs> um, and Molly, you go way back with Madeline, yeah, too. Yeah, we go way back. Madeline and I went to NYU drama school together, and I thought she was amazing. At the time, she was um, directing and writing um, a comedy review show. It was in the Black Box Theater, and it was our, I think it was my last year at NYU. And so I auditioned for it, and she cast me and Adam Sandler <laughs> and, um, and a bunch of other people. And um, I remember we had rehearsals when we were first starting. And it was a kind of show where we did impressions of the teachers. And, and it was at midnight. It was like the comedy show at midnight. There was a line around the block. But um, for the rehearsals, she was like, let's just be, you know, um, do this exercise where you walk through the door and make up a character, and I'm going to play a really snotty director, and you're going to be somebody, you know, whatever audition, you know, trying to impress me. And so I just walked in the door, and I was like, "Hi, I'm Mary Catherine Gallagher," and um, <laughs> and she uh, she ended up just making me like do somersaults, and and then um, I kept developing the character, and then she ended up developing the whole show whole show around Mary Catherine Gallagher, and. Um, so it was just, it was great. So I went from doing very serious drama at NYU to people telling me like, you should be on Saturday Night Live from Madeline's show. Isn't that wild? <laughs> and um, Dan Jenks produced it and it was also Mike, uh, David Weinstein and Michael Sayers and it was just wonderful. So I, I knew then how brilliant Madeline was. I, I was like, I love the way she thinks. She's just so funny and smart. So we reconnected again years later at Sundance and um, we, she came to me with this movie, and she said, "I want you to play Emily Dickinson." I was like, "What?" You know, I couldn't believe it. But uh, but Madeline used to say that she wanted to be the Emily Dickinson of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> funny. Right. Um, I'm curious how each of you kind of approached um, your roles because you're playing real people who. Um, we have a sort of an idea of, but um, what kind of work do you do to, to you know, dig into this character? Um, well, it's, it's <laughs> funny. Um, you just, when you're playing something, uh, a character that's historical, you, you know, you first start thinking, oh, research and all this stuff. and. Uh, really what it comes right down to it, at least with Susan, is she's just a woman in a corset. <laughs> she's in love uh, with this other woman, and um, you just play it moment by moment. There's nothing like, um, you know, she's just like me, uh, me and you, and um, there's nothing like sp special, I think, 
in the sense that you do. I mean, you know all the history and all that kind of stuff, but when you're acting, you're just playing the situation, the circumstance in that moment. So I, it's not really a, uh, a flashy answer, but um, it's just coming right down to the essence of what's going on. But, but we also trust Madeline. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. She and said, she yeah. and she's she's I mean she studied with with Harvard Harvard research and mm -hmm. and she was she's just like a hotbed of a hotbed oh, of um, <laughs> <laughs> a real hotbed of she's research so hot so, <laughs> <hot>. <laughs> um, so you <laughs> you lean into that right yeah she knows I mean I was lucky that Mabel wrote all of the books. Yeah. <laughs> And she also s published, like, they were also flourished with these, like, long passages of how she come she came to know Emily. And then she published her own, like, love letters with Austin and, and just really wanted everyone to know how great she was. So, like, <laughs> so for me, it was just, there was a ton of stuff already, you know. Well, and I could just make up anything, because nobody <laughs> knew who Susan was. Yeah, because I erased you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Came in handy about 100 years later. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's interesting, because I feel like even currently in this day, you know, I'll walk by a magazine stand, and I'll see, like, the cover of, like, the National Enquirer, like, Julia Roberts is dying, or, like... <laughs> Uh, Jennifer Aniston is heartbroken in her house because Justin Theroux laughed. <laughs> or like, Angelina Jolie is trapping the kid. She's a monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we are so, we really hold on to these, um, why do we need to perpetuate this yeah. like victimhood of women? Like I actually, I mean, I do buy it sometimes, <laughs> Kim, when I'm, <laughs> um, but, um, but, uh, I asked myself, I why am I participating in this? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I was going to say, um, I think Madeline would describe the, um, just really the, the, what she was doing was that this, all this information was hiding in plain sight. It is so obvious that she was writing from the time they were schoolgirls erotic letters to her lover, Susan, we are telling the truth about Emily Dickinson's life. Make no mistake. This is not a theory. This is based on evidence. And our Martha Nell Smith studied this for years and years and years and years and years. So that's, that's how Madeline and I know Martha look at this, to, to kind of really get the truth out about her, her story, that she was an LGBTQ hero. Yeah. An icon, a trailblazer. She was fearless. She, she just, she somehow came out of obscurity in the mid 1800s and became a part of the literary canon. She's a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how about that? True that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now I just lost my train okay. of thought. <laughs> um, you know, I think that uh, something about Madeline's work is that she's, she is, she's a comic genius. Um, and a lot of the, the films are like kind of representations of Emily Dickinson have been very like grave and serious. Um, obviously you, you knew that there would be some, some comedy injected into this. Was she 
explicit about this. I mean, I think it's in the script, but also, I think you know, y all of you bring bring something to to that. Yeah. Susan, you you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, from working with Madeline for all yeah. these years. I mean, basically, um, I. Again, going back to trusting Madeline, she's one of those directors, not every director, but um, what <laughs> where I, she can tell me what to do, and even if I don't understand it, I will do it because um, I trust her so much. I trust that if it doesn't work, it's not going to be in there. She's only going to use what's working, and a lot of times I'll do something that she suggests, and I'll be like, oh God, yes, I, you know, mm -hmm. she has a very specific vision, and that doesn't mean that she doesn't take, you know, from she's not inspired by what um, uh, the actors do, or you know, but she has a very specific vision that y you can see in all of her films, uh, how she tells a story and how she gets that story out without beating anyone over the head, which makes it more effective. And um, so I don't know if I just answered your yeah. question. <laughs> you can, I mean, you can tell she comes from theater. Because yeah. mm -hmm. I have these long passages that are, I mean, we shot them, we shot all of the scenes that I'm, I mean, without breaks. Mm -hmm. we, I was never on set with you guys. <laughs> 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 but, like, but I mean, without breaks, I mean, I was doing a speech and so I'm doing this long speech, and and she can be, and and what's interesting is that she's incredibly specific about how things are delivered, but then suddenly she'll just yell out to me, improvise, <laughs> and I'm like, this is 19th century, like I, I'm, yeah. I'm on the cusp of millennial. I guess I was born in 1981. That's still a cusp, right? I don't know. Yeah. But still, but 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 you know, you know what I mean. Like I'm just like improvise. Thou shalt wait. Where I don't know. And then, but 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 that but that she likes she likes that awkwardness. Yeah. And 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 I and she and I I appreciate that so much because when she does that, there's so many takes where I do look confused. <laughs> <laughs> like and then she'll use it, and yeah. then. And then and it and it works and I and I appreciate that as a director myself where it's just like I'm like what are you, what the fuck are you talking about yeah. and then she'll use like some bewildered look that I'm using <laughs> after I've memorized seventeen pages of <laughs> shit yeah yeah I was gonna say she th um I think she, yeah because she explained to me that she was like I think you would be great at playing em Emily Dickinson because you know, you had to work hard to make it in comedy, and you know, you were up against similar things as her, and I think Emily Dickinson, like in that scene with Higginson, Madeline sees that as like her auditioning for Higginson. Mm. And um, you know, like, what about this, and what about this? And she's trying really hard. But I think the idea that, that is, has been sold about her, that she was a, a you know, recluse who was afraid and spoke to people behind walls, and peered out the window looking at funerals and didn't want her, you didn't want to be published or wanted her poems burned upon her death. It's just so defeating because when you think about that this is what we were sold, it's such a terrible thing for women because it was as if she was so passive and this creative force but didn't want to do anything about it. It's just such a bad message for women today, you know? 
or, or anybody. And it really wasn't true, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's the way they had to sell the work. Like, you could either... Yeah. You could either be a great writer, produce work, work outside the home, and be miserable, or you could have kids and a marriage and a house. Like, you couldn't have both. Yeah. And, um, and you also had to make success and work outside the home look unattractive mm. to women so that they wouldn't try to achieve, and that's, you know, it's still kind of going on today a little yeah. bit. Is um, there kind of going, going on? Just kind of going on. And Martha <laughs> Nell Smith said, she said that the interesting thing was that um, not so much pushback about her being a lesbian, but there was more pushback on the attitude that Susan, her lover, was her number one reader and creative collaborator. People were like, no, really rejecting that because it would be such a lively relationship, right? right. And Susan was Susan. a writer herself. She continued yeah. writing. She um, she actually wrote Emily's um, eulogy and or obituary. And um, so yeah, she was a published writer in her own right. So, mm -hmm. so is Mabel. Yeah. Wh <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, I think we have to start wrapping things up. But um, I want to. Uh, Say something to you, Molly. That this is, you know, this is part of um, something. Part of this film is very special to you because your daughter is in the film. Oh yeah, my daughter is oh, in the film, son. and my little son. He played one. Of, my daughter was a little girl with the long red hair, who's Maddie Dickinson, who delivers the letters, and um, that was like her first movie because I wanted her to work with Madeline. I was like, you're working with the best, this amazing female director. So yeah, so I'm so proud of her. That's why I was videotaping the audience because I wanted to show her. I was like, look at all the people who are here. She's in San Francisco with her with a friend of hers. But um, she's 15 now, but she was little when she was in the movie. But yeah, it's so sweet. And my son, Madeline, got him for one day and then he was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I just want to play. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so special. That's great. Um, any last words from, from you? Well, for me, it's just such an honor. I, I, I feel so, I feel like, I think we all feel the same way about Madeline. Clearly, we think she's just unbelievable and so special. But to be able to tell this story just means so much to me personally. To be able to uncover her life for truly what it was is just, I don't know, I, it, it made me feel like something about this movie just gets me so choked up. Like it means so much to my heart to be able to tell her story. And I re every time I see the end, I just cry and cry. And the fact that her history was erased and now we can have the opportunity to tell the truth, it just means so much to me as an artist. And I'm, I'm so proud to be in it. You know. I mean, that's, yeah. There's that, the, but the, yes, I mean, I, I, I hate to tread on that because that was so well said. <laughs> but I also, I, I feel, I, as, a, as a creator myself, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, for women who are creating and also just in, in power positions and, and feeling that their voice should be heard, you, I find myself constantly apologizing in some way. And it's just like innate in me, and I and I think about that when I see that, and when I see the history that I learned in high school, and I and and the women writers that were there that that should feel so fucking lucky that anyone heard their voice, yeah. 
you know, like, and that, and that you should apologize or feel so humble Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't, (laughs) you're, you're, you're equals, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that, and that, that, that if I had known uh, going back to what I said earlier, being such an Emily Dickinson fanatic when I was younger and quoting Emily Dickinson when I met Madeline, uh, that if I had known that she wanted her words to be out there and that she believed in her words, then maybe I would have, well, I would have been a nightmare. Let me think. Well, I mean, no, but I, but, but I would have, but I would have just, like, I would just, would, I would have had a little more self-confidence and I wouldn't apologize for for certain things of being so bold, you know. And I think what's mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. I think what's also so um, uh, inspiring is to look back um, at a woman who didn't apologize actually because uh, she said, "I want to write. I don't want to get married." I want to wear just this plain old white dress. I don't care, you know what I mean? And she didn't really make any apologies at that time. And and, um, instead of looking at feminism as being something that started, you know, with the the pill, basically, Mm -hmm. um, it's been going on for quite some time. We just have to (coughs) peel away the, the lies that have been told. Um, hidden histories and, and women's history is one of those history. You know, history belongs to the victors, and we haven't been the victors, but now we can uncover the truth. So, yes. anyways. Um, I just want to say I think that the work each of you has done in this film is really incredible. I love this film, and uh, thank you for for being here. And, letting me do this. Thank you, Kim.